computer, bitch. Walk. Oh, we're recording. <laughs> well, always, always the beginning. Welcome to Already Cancelled with Finn. I did it correctly this time. I am Finn, the host of this podcast. Um, this week, I am cancelled because it is the year of our Beyonce 2021. And I, Finn, still listen to Bo Burnham. And that is problematic to me. You don't know who Bo Burnham is? 3.14 apple pie. I'm going to stick it in her eye. And by it, I don't mean contact lens. What? That was 2008. The world was a different place. Oh, my God. What, you didn't listen to Bo Burnham in 2008? No, I'm just wondering what the hell I got myself into right now. Okay. <clears throat> you know, I, I, I've been drinking a lot this past week, so, like, I'm, I'm, I'm on a tea break right now, and I'm not drinking for, like, the next few days, but <laughs> just from that intro, I'm thinking about it already. <sighs> okay. Um, um, well, first of all, you know, I came into this bitch high. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's valid. I rolled three blunts last night, smoked one of them, forgot I rolled the other two today, and then I found them, and I smoked one before this. Oh, so you had a Maryland moment. I got you. Okay. Um, I know who I is. So, good luck for the, <laughs> next, <laughs> for the, for the rest of this, you know, episode. <laughs> May the odds ever be in my favor. <laughs> they won't be. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um, I mean, I'm also still listening to Never Shout Never, and that's just giving me even more problematic vibes for myself. (laughs) Never Shout Never? Yeah. Can you give, like, a quick rundown as to what that is? It's an experimental one-person scene emo messiness kid who gave us so many happy vibes that were very depressing. So your childhood. No, okay, um, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> coming for me already coming for me already this oh, man. before we start to bicker even more <laughs> i'm going to introduce you because we bicker oh, a yeah. lot and people need to know the, the name of the person this is matthias okay <laughs> fuck matthias oh, <laughs> Okay, um, <laughs> Matthias, tell us who you are, your pronouns, what you do, no real jobs. We're keeping our employments up on this bitch. Um, so, yes, I am Matthias, um, and we were talking about how am I going to introduce myself because, I mean, I don't want to give my real name because, yeah, uh, work, um, uh, let's just say I work for the state. <laughs> and that's I said there it is. don't give real jobs. That's true. To real job, yes, I know that state has a million jobs, but bitch has a million jobs. I mean, what else was I going to say? Like, I I can't really describe my job without ever giving away my job. So I mean, like, yeah, I go to the building. <laughs> so there's you're a lot 007. Of people around me. There, I got there's you. A, there's so you a lot are... of people around me. I go to other uh, uh, locations in this building, and I, you know, and, and I talk to a lot of other people. So I mean, like, how how else am I supposed to describe what I actually do without ever giving into what I'm doing? So like. I mean, no. I, the only, the quickest and easiest way I can say, it, Ronnie said it too. Ronnie said that she worked for the state as well. So you know, 
Am I wrong? And what are your hobbies, dear? <laughs> uh, hobbies are uh, listening to music. I love listening to music, writing, I love writing, and art. I adore art. I love painting. Um, writing is included in that, obviously. Um, seeing friends, you know, correctly in a pandemic. Uh, but that is a hobby. Figuring out how to correctly see your friends in a pandemic is our new hobby. Right. And I can't tell you, I'm super excited to see the query tomorrow. Uh, uh, the, the museum super jazzed. Oh my gosh. Dead ass. I need to buy oh. some of your art one day. Like, I want to let you know, like, I love your art. I need to buy some of your art. I'm sorry. It's my just... pronouns. My pronouns are also he and him. Sorry, forgot to forgot to mention that. Another one of them. Another one of your pronouns is bitch. Um, oh wow! Should have expected that. You should have expected that. You knew who you were dealing with when you came in here. Mm-hmm. But I do love your art. I want to buy your art, but the problem is, okay, people listening, Matthias's art is so beautifully like elegant and stroke work and just all that great shit and like bitch this is this is fancy shit this is rich people shit and like i can't afford to have this shit in my house niggas gonna kill me for this shit i gotta turn my fan on you get me all hot and bothered (laughs) i love your art like your art is fancy art bitch i am here for you well, 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 thank you. It was very funny that he said it was very elegant and beautiful and the stroke work. And I was like, yeah, you can, that, that can also be attributed to me. You can say that, all of that about me. Anyway, um, but <laughs> I hate myself. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> uh, no, can't no, see. there was going to be a, I really did not want to bring up this topic. <laughs> <laughs> but I might bring it up somewhere in this episode. Be weary. I told you all topics are on the table, man. I'm good. I'm comfortable. <laughs> I was talking to my friends about toxic Leos earlier, and all I said was I got dumped in a parking lot by a Leo that I wasn't even dating. We weren't even dating, so how can you even say that? How you were do you dumped? dump somebody you ain't even dating? I said like we were just like we were just calm like chill everything off a little bit love being your friend obviously and why are we having this conversation anyway but you know it's not even a breakup it was just like yo uh-huh. um let's let's uh-huh. just chill out for a bit uh-huh. and see where it goes uh-huh. um because it was also during that time that i was um seeing one of your other friends uh-huh and I also I told him the same thing. I I, you know, I, I was in a very dark place during that time because I wasn't even out to my parents during that time. So like it was it was a lot for me, and I was like, so you just came it. in there like gangbusters. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you were just like, I'm 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 with it. I'm going to do the things and Everyone's fuck them things up. Everyone's got their hoe years, and mine were. Not extreme, but they were they were some of the best memories in my life. Why <laughs> <laughs> the original fuck around and found out. <laughs> oh also, I said that I said that phrase to my mom, like within one of our phone calls recently. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh yeah, mom, fuck around and find out." And my mother said, "Excuse me." Oh no. 
And you and you know my mother. My mother. Yes, I do. <laughs> so I'm like, I can just imagine the expression <laughs> and the tone, the inflection. <laughs> and you were oh, like, God. and she was like, do you wanna, do you wanna call me back <laughs> when you are a better person? Than- God bless. Oh my God. <laughs> and you know, I love my mother, but I told her, and I I told her about listening to this because my mother apparently listened to this. Okay. <gasps> Hi. I told my mother. Hi, Ben's mom. Um, and and like dead ass, like fuck around and find out listening to my podcast because you already know I have no filter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she was listening to one of my like uh, a conversation in one of the episodes of uh me and Kirby, and my mother just said. It's very uncensored. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's the premise of the show, pretty much. It's a pre- It's your prerogative. It's like <laughs> how you are as a person. Like you, you, <laughs> you are. I was one. Sometimes I tell my mother, like, you contributed to this. <laughs> like, what did you expect? I mean, like, also, like, who in the world? What, what the audacity of you starting a podcast, first and foremost? <laughs> When you were talking about it in the group chat, I was like, oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, Lord. Here we go. It's, it is the beginning of an era. Oh Not an era, but an error. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, too, my dear. Love you, too. So I brought you on here because I did want to have conversations with you. And you, like, we, you brought up some topics that like were great to me. So I figured one thing that we should, and I think we always have, we actually always have great conversations about this. Like yeah. we usually have really great conversations about this and, Bro, you know, be fire. I love it. Fiery as fuck. I figured we could talk about, cause you know, my, one of my biggest thing that I complain about is, you know, uh, white gay allyship mm-hmm. and what it looks like. And I figured a good person to talk about white gay allyship is, you know, to talk about it with is you. I think it's good. Uh, definitely. Yeah, this is especially a topic that's near and dear to me because quite obviously um, I'm queer as hell and I'm, I'm also white as hell and beyond <laughs> white it's bad you're white I know. you're white <laughs> oh my god i don't see color i don't see color i didn't know oh, you were white Jesus. oh lord <sighs> i hate it when people say that it's just like I, they, they, they defeat they think it's like it's, it's some kind of neutralizer but it's not it's, it's that's another topic that's another topic i'm waiting but it's it's on it no okay it's not a neutralizer. You say I don't see color, but the fact is the problem. That's the problem. That's the problem. That's the problem. You're not seeing color. You need to see color. Like you can't just say I don't see color. Well, I mean, you're you're being passive in that regard. You have to see color in order to actually understand. I mean, you can't even fully understand, but just to, to get in some small and iota's worth of understanding, or even trying to figure out where they're coming from. That's why you have to fucking see color. All right, I was one of those privileged ass basic white people where 
I tried to see the, the, the middle ground and everything. I tried to be very neutral. I tried to be, you know, just riding the fence all the time. But there's a lot of things you can't ride the fence. And that is my own privilege. Like, that's my own. That is me as a person. Because I was born in privilege, to say nothing of being white. And I was like, it's so much that is ingrained in me that you that especially as a white person you don't think about until you're actually confronted with it and that's what i had to go through i was confronted with my privilege and yeah i made a lot of mistakes in the past and i did play token cards you know it's like oh man i can't be racist you know what i'm i got and some of my other friends was like i'm not racist i got black friends of course i'm not racist what the hell are you talking about i you know, it makes me so sad that I was one of those people. But, you know, I learned a lot and I'm still learning. That's the thing is that I'm never, like, I don't think I've learned everything. There's always something more for me to learn. And that is the same thing with, like, um, the white gay allyship. And that's something that is, can be very toxic, especially white gay males. Holy crap. Um, and that's something that needs to be remedied. That is something that they need to figure out how to get past themselves and to just, yeah, be an ally and to show up, like, do shit, speak up. It's, it's not that difficult. It's not, but you know what's crazy is every time I see a white gay ally speak up, right, I always still have to be wary. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you can't trust something until, or someone until you really get to know them. Because, yeah, because some people may just be doing it because, like, like Instagram, um, I think it was last year, when people were, like, blackout Instagram, and everybody started putting black, box, um, black boxes on Instagram, but it didn't do anything in fact it, it hindered a lot because of the tags that they added on to those instagram posts and it was it was horrible i mean performative allyship is real i see it every day performative allyship for me is lady antebellum going by lady a even though there was already a singer a black female singer yeah. named lady a, lady a. Like, performative allyship is real. Do you think performative allyship helps, or does it hinder a lot more than it? I feel like it hinders. Because it's the same thing of basically hiding your racism again. You know what I mean? Like, I can pretend like I care about other people, but, like, once I go home and I'm around my family, just spouting off the N-word not giving a shit about actually helping other people. You know what I mean? And a lot of people do performative allyship for jobs. And people don't really think about it. But like when I say jobs, your income helps your entire life. So you can spread it even more. It's like COVID. (laughs) Walk on in that bitch. Your upbringing was very conservative, right? Oh, yes. So... Was it easy for you to to see that the difference between the way you think now and the way you think then? Like, was there like a, a tough wake up call for it? 
you know, it wasn't, I mean, there are parts that were linear, but as I was confronted with my privilege, it wasn't linear. So, I mean, I can think of the times like, so I grew up, I don't live there anymore, so I can say it. I grew up in Wilmington, North Carolina, which is a very privileged area. Um, and wide as hell. Is, yes, it is. It, they, they've made they've made progress to do better a little bit, not that much, but they've done a little bit. Um, and you know, I grew up there. You know, in the from late '90s to even the early 2000s. Like we moved to Raleigh in 2010. So I mean, I was there for about 14, 15 years, and it is a predominantly white area. I mean, it's a retirement city as well, and that's where a lot of people go to retire. And so I, you know, in the classrooms and all in my classrooms, there weren't a lot of people of color. It was a lot of white people. Um, and after I moved to Raleigh, it was, uh, it, I wouldn't equate it to culture shock, but it was like jarring to see that there was a lot more people of color, you know, in the capital of our state, my state, excuse me. And I was like, wow. And that kind of, that, that, seeing that did make me think all right so that's something why am i surprised by this like why am i surprised like i had to think about that honestly it was like should i be surprised about this why am i thinking this is surprising like i'm i i honestly because i mean yeah because i mean i grew up in a predominantly white city town and i was like oh wow okay and then i thought it was like oh wow why am i thinking what what um, but it really wasn't only until I became as our, as like all the friendships in the query grew that I started to listen more and try to understand more. It was also during this time, especially in like 2012, 2011, 2012, um, when the murder of Trayvon Martin happened and one of my very good friends whom you met actually, Casey was very upset about the murder. And I didn't know much about it. And I was, like I said, back then on the fence and tried to see things from both sides. I didn't realize that mistake until I was much older is that sometimes you can't see things from both sides. And especially now, when especially now with so much gun violence right now, just thinking back on the conversations that I had with her, it was horrible. Um, I was horrible. You know, thinking back, how I changed was that actually what really did help me change is to think about her and think about, all right, so how would she view this? And am I making the correct thought or not assumption really, but trying to understand? I think that was really the the main thing is me just trying to understand more and trying to find out more and listening. That's the number one thing. Number one thing is listening to everything um, because my surroundings, especially in my childhood and even as my early adulthood life, was vastly different than a lot of other people's, um, to say nothing of people of color. So I think that was just the number of things is that after I started listening and learning more, there were, there, were, there were times, you know, there were times that I made advances, but there were also times when I slipped up. So it wasn't, like I said, exactly linear. Like It wasn't like one thing that happened after another. It wasn't like a staircase. But it was just moments that I had to think to myself, all right, how can I be better? And how can I be better for my friends and to be there for my friends? So it was just, it was just a lot of personal growth 
and just a lot of like think maps and trying to figure out what is the right thing here. That's interesting. How do I put this? I, I'm thinking like one day I woke up and I realized I was black, right? And I say that in like a earlier before I, um, in, our, in the first episode, I was mainly raised around, you know, white people. And then, you know, there's a point in a black person's life in their teenhood that they realize that they're not white. Like they're confronted. Yeah. So it's funny. That reminds me of a story that I read um, when I was in elementary school that you know, it was the main character was just living their life through things and there was just some random things that happened but I don't remember exactly but they found out that they were poor and that you know the parents did everything to make it appear as though they weren't and the school that this child was at and again this is a story I don't remember the story's name it was many many years ago because um, you are like, old wow want to attack you for that later um, but the, the school that the child was at was was taking up like a collection or like fundraising from parents. And like the most parents were, you know, donating a few dollars, you know, about $10, $20 even. But he realized that whenever he was holding the envelope to give to school, that there was, was coins in his, in, in his envelope to give to school. And so after school, he looked around the house because the house, was, I mean, it was in where he lived was it was an okay neighborhood wasn't the nicest but also wasn't the worst part of the neighborhood but he saw that there was a lot of things that didn't really line up for with like what he thought of his family <clears throat> and he thought of where his family was financially and so then he realized he was, i remember reading this it's like he was laying in bed and he was thinking about all these things and he just like kind of looked up in the ceiling he's like wow i'm poor i never had that moment obviously because i'm white as fuck and you know there's not those moments when you think wow i'm white as fuck but i mean unless you come back from wake forest target whoops um but listen yeah. that is pretty white right there it is so white it but... is so white you need to go i mean but i will say this i will say this when i used to <laughs> when i used to live not too far away from that target mm -hmm. i would i would prefer to go there than to go to the one by Triangle. Oh yeah, that one. And I still go there every now and then because World Market's over there. And I was like, I was like, I can, I can handle a little bit of racism just for, for about. <laughs> <laughs> I can handle a little bit of racism because I'm gonna be no. in and out that bitch, in and out that bitch real fast. Ain't no worries happening. So let me ask you, why, why did you think that? Why did you think? Because I mean, especially in, I mean, location wise, it's a Triangle. A target was closer to you, even though it wasn't a nicer target. But the one that's in Wake Forest obviously is a nicer target. So why did you think that? It's like I'll settle for the nicer one. I'll drive a little bit longer, and I'll just I'll settle. I'll settle for that one. I'll settle for the racism. Yeah, it was easy for me to settle for the racism because I knew that if I went into the target by triangle, mm -hmm. it was going to be lines. Number one. Mm -hmm. Number two. I'm probably, somebody probably going to ask me to help them to do something. And at that time, usually when I go into Target, I don't want to stay in there because I'm trying to get in and out because I'm not trying to buy the whole store. So don't talk to me. <laughs> that makes sense? A little bit. And then I also know that 
there is a 95% chance that they're probably going to, if, if they're out of stock on it, they're just going to look at me like I'm crazy. Like, okay. why, why didn't you know we didn't have this in stock? Yeah. Instead of saying, oh, yeah, we're out of stock. Um, sorry, you know, my apologies. Yeah. You know, it's on us, not you. You know, that, be a company man. <laughs> no, but, like, so I went, I was like, I can get into that Target, in and out. Okay, I can stop at Sheets. All right, I love me some Sheets. It's always clean. There is no better gas station in the South than Sheets. I agree. It's always clean. I love it. Bathrooms are always clean, too. It's crazy. Uh, so much better. Everyone knows me. I'm an equal opportunity hoe and hater. Right? <laughs> Yeah, no, that's 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 a great that's a great way to describe yourself. I'll give you that. <laughs> I mean, and I'm not wrong. So I've dated most of my relationships, like long term, have been with um and I like I took an assessment on it, have mostly been with like white guys. Right? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And the longest one though was with a person of color. Mm-hmm. That one went on for a good while. That was a great relationship. We're still friends. I was in his wedding in 2019. And I had to take stock of like, because my last relationship was with uh, two people of color. Mm-hmm. Um, it was interesting. It was interesting. It was a relationship with two other people? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. I was making sure I heard that correctly. Yes. Well, you know I'm Polly, so I don't... No, yeah, I'm not surprised by that. I just wanted to make sure. I Because you were talking about relationship and the singular uh, form. So I was making sure right. you're talking in the plural form now. Okay, got you. But it, it's interesting because I had to learn what it was like to not have to code switch. Huh. Because you guys, you don't have to go through that, right? You don't have to go through that. Well, for white people now. You know, it's like when I'm with, if I'm dating a white guy and I'm with his family, I feel like I have to act a certain way. Mm -hmm. But if I'm with, you know, a person of color, their family and my family, we just going to be being ourselves, you know? Um, Yeah, we'll do the, you know, the typical trying to impress the family bullshit and getting to know them and all that stuff. You know, make sure you impress mom, be good be good in front of mama but it was like but you did it with an um with an air of not having to have that extra like oh shit i'm waiting for that shoe to drop that makes some level on some level i can definitely understand that because you know for some family members not all of mine not all of them but for some family members they don't i'm not out to them so I, I can definitely understand the code switching, not perhaps to the full extent, obviously, of this example. And also, at, I mean, at work, I'm not fully out to all my coworkers either. So I can. You I work can for def- the state. You can't have people can't be knowing that 007 out here and 007 <laughs> out here being 007. <laughs> uh, you know what uh, I mean? They gotta think. I, they gotta think that you got on that suit and that tie, looking good and fly, and that's it. That's it. I'm here. I'm looking I am good. Not I'm, Justin I'm Timberlake. Name. I am not Justin Timberlake. Do not put that on me. 
He is still canceled. He is still canceled. So canceled. Man issued an apology, what, 20 years later? Bitch, please. No. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's been so long. It's been so long. Um, it's been so long because I was going to my closet and I realized I still had a jean jacket that I thought I could wear and I cannot pull off jean jackets. Don't ask me. It's just not a thing for me. Are you sure? I cannot pull off jean jacket. I can pull off, I can pull off overalls. That's fair. You do pull off overalls very well. Jean jackets, that ain't for this body. But, and I just started remembering the, you know, the denim phase of the early 2000s where celebrities were oh, not no. good. Oh, no. <laughs> the, the infamous picture that I just popped in my head as soon as you mentioned it, talking about Justin Timberlake, was just him with Britney Spears dressed to the nines in denim. Man, we're like a denim suit. Like a denim, like it was a tuxedo suit or something I felt, like that. And she, whew. I felt like, I felt like I was looking at the the bad side of Asheville. <laughs> we all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh no! We all know what. I'm... North Carolina has so many beautiful areas and towns and regions. In the mountains, there's always a bad side of that town. I mean, I think the same can be said for any other region. I mean, talking about Charlotte, Gastonia. Talking, talking about Raleigh, yeah. <laughs> Johnson County. Talking about Wilmington, Seabreeze. And so it's just like, <laughs> there's always, there's <laughs> always areas that people always just like, yeah, we don't. It's 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 like that <laughs> that that moment in Lion King was like, that's a shadow land. We don't go over there. We don't go. Over but, there. Like, <laughs> but I'm letting you know now, I'm still not going to Durham. Anyway, so actually, so speaking of Raleigh and White Gaze, mm-hmm. right? Um, because that's where, not for nothing, living in New York, I have only like two white gay friends. All the rest of my friends in New York are people of color. They will let you know exactly where their people are from the second you meet them. Okay? You don't even have to meet them. You can see it. You can see it on them. Um, no, people be wearing their flags like everywhere, everywhere. I love it. I love it. Um, but when I was living in Raleigh, all of my, most of my, like, my queer friends, aside from like, you know, a particular group, were all white gay dudes. And it was very interesting having people who were, how do I put this politely, who called Beyonce ghetto. Yeah, so here's, here's, here's what, I, what just popped into my head. Raleigh, especially white Raleigh gays, it's like the lesser version of DC white gays. Like, okay, so there was a time. So do you remember there was... um. Oh, wait. We weren't hanging out that much when I got arrested. I would assume not, because I did not know you were ever <laughs> arrested. So... <laughs> no. I wasn't, like, in arrest of us. Like, they were... It, they barely did anything. Like, there was no processing, right? You were being detained. Detained! There we go. 
I would detain. They did not Mirandize you, then you're being detained. I would detain. Um, zip ties, but detained. Uh, protesting. Good for you, girl. <laughs> protesting. But it was during that time, like, um, I I was at the Black Lives like I was at the Black Lives Matter rally. Um, I posted it on my Facebook. When was this? Because you and I have known each other for a while, like five years now. God, we've known each other longer than five years. Oh, it was, it's been we we I've been in the city for five years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-uh. 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 I came to the city the year of the 2016 election. Yeah. So you and I have known each other for about seven or eight. We're old. I'm turning, I'm turning 30 this year. I don't want to think about this. <laughs> <sighs> but, um, so I had posted it and a bunch of like, I'm not going to call them friends because they weren't my friends with the way they acted, um, looked at me like I was crazy for going to a protest. Or like I was crazy for saying that um, cops need to stop killing black folk. And what's crazy is that these are the same type of people. Where they're like, oh, well, you know, you're not like the rest of the black people. You're a safe black. You know what I mean? I've had some bad experiences with people in my day. <laughs> well, in 2015, especially with the um, Black Lives Matters protests, like, they were, I think they were, correct me if I'm wrong, but they were just starting to pick up traction during that time. Mm-hmm. Like they were, they were, yeah, they were kind of becoming more and more popular, which I don't, I don't like attributing that word to them, but because it's not, it's not a matter of popularity, it's a matter of necessity. Um, and so I think, especially from like, especially from like 2012 to 2015, 16 even, like there was just a lot of um, white ignorance, uh, and they that's just, when it was they, coming to light. Yep, and so they were still living in that white ignorance, and there was like, well, it's not happening in my neighborhood, and I don't see it happening in any other neighborhoods. It's just in these areas, like so. Like it's it's not happening to me, so it's not a problem for me. Like that. So I think that's what, and that's still that is still like the number one problem with white people is that it doesn't affect them. And so they don't think like, well, I don't have to get involved. It doesn't affect me. That, my friends, is called privilege. So. You know what's crazy is that um, one, of my, one of my professors said this one time, and I fucking love this woman, number one. She's an amazing, she's an immigrant. She's educated as fuck. She's a woman of color. She, when they say black, when you know when they be like, nobody. And then black women out here being like, let me go get another degree. That's her. Yes. Okay? Like, that's her. Right? She said when a kid gets sentenced during a trial, the judge or the jury determine the verdict based on how they see the kid. Hmm. Right? So I'm talking about 16, 17-year-old boy. Yeah, minors. Right. A black kid, a black 16, 17-year-old boy, especially in the state of North Carolina, would get treated as an adult. He would get tried as an adult. A white 16, 17-year-old boy, uh, first-time offender, 
depending on what he did, how bad it is, they will they will toss the coin of minor or an adult. That's when they toss the coin. It's wild. But Kyle Rittenhouse, look at him. I don't want to think about him. This is, I have to. Like we have to think about him because yeah. Like it's it's wild that like the people that I have to explain it to the most when I talk about things like this that I get that make me so upset is always white queer dudes. It's never you know, I'm gonna be real. The at least the black, the black cis men that I know in my that I keep in my world, the, the straight black men that I keep in my world, they be knowing, they be knowing shit, they be knowing shit before I know shit, right? And and they help, they explain it to me more than I'm. And let me be real, you know, I usually don't be jumping up and down for for for. for for having to hear what somebody else said real fast right away. And then it proves out to be better than what I could have interpreted as. Mm-hmm. But then I have to go explain that to a white queer person. And I'm because and I think it's because I'm tired of hearing I'm illegal in 72 countries. Oh, God. Yeah. And I think that just because they are part of my mo- a minority, that they they think that they can empathize with other minorities. So here's the thing, though, is that as either gay or queer, and as a white, especially a white cisgendered person, such as myself, you cannot fully empathize. You can barely sympathize with, especially people of color, what they experience just walking down the street and especially people of color who are queer. Like you cannot, you can't, you can't, because you're able to hide, as a white cisgender person, you're able to hide your queerness. You're able to hide your sexuality. It's horrible, unfortunately, yes, because sometimes in certain situations you have to, but for a person of color, they can't hide their skin. So there is no way in hell you can empathize with them. That's really the whole message. That's really the whole message, though. It's, yep. so, it's not that hard. It's, it's, it's only hard because you don't want to open your mind to something that is not how you were raised. Because their privilege blinds them. They're ignorant because of their, you know, their societal upbringing and their condition based on where they live. Because there are a good, like the majority of white folk are living in nicer neighborhoods. And it's because of the privilege that has allotted them this, because of their skin, that they're able to do this. They're able to think this. They, I mean, for God's sakes, I mean, it's herd mentality, which is what I was saying in like from 2012 to 2016, you know, it's the herd mentality of white ignorance is that it wasn't happening to them, wasn't happening in the neighborhoods, wasn't even happening in the towns. So they're like, oh, it doesn't bother me not happening well just because it's not happening to you doesn't mean it's not happening at all like it is it is an epidemic police brutality to people of color is a nationwide epidemic i don't live in other i've never i've never visited other countries so i can't really i and look i'm gonna be real i'm gonna be real but i would not be surprised i'm gonna be real the way the way the English colonized the whole bitch, 
Oh, <laughs> we're, we're gonna we're, okay. We're gonna go into global imperialization. Here we go. No, no, no. We're not. Not today. Not today. Not today. But let you be real. The influence is real, bitches. Um, stick to the racism that you know. I'm just telling people. I'm just saying. Stick to the racism that you know. <laughs> because the racism in the south. That's fun. <laughs> it's fun. Like, Romans fucked up everything for everybody. But up here, up here, the racism is maxed by fetishization. Oof. It's real as fuck up here. Yeah. It's really? maxed by fetishization. And I'd be looking at bitches like You experience that more you experience that more up in up there than down here. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. It's, wow. it's so bad. It's so bad. Again, this show is just basically me complaining about a lot of things. If you don't like what I complain about, I'm sorry for you. Because my complaints are valid. And just like yours are. This ain't a complaint-free world, bitches. This is the real world. I feel like you need to edit that and be like, disclaimer, 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 disclaimer. And then at the end, disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just but, keeping yeah. it real, bitches. Also, yeah, no. Because if I get BBC one more time oh. when I open up Grinder or Jacked, I'm fucking throwing my phone or hand. Oh I don't, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm not afraid to molly walk. <laughs> no, I've only not. ever used Grinder and like I have not really and truly used Grinder in years. And like there are moments, brief moments, whenever, especially when I'm like with certain people and I've been drinking. I make some questionable decisions and re-download that app. But fortunately, the morning after I wake up, I'm like, nope, delete it, delete it, delete it. Because Grinder, holy crap. Uh, you have to, but you know you have to have your picture approved. So you waited around for it to get approved? Well, it's usually when I fall asleep, when it gets approved, and then I wake up in the morning and I'm like, oh, oh no. When I see the messages and it's like, oh God, no. You have very interesting drunk adventures. You have very tame drunk adventures. I do. I, I've mellowed <laughs> out over the years. I've mellowed out over the years, my man. I'm not that tame. <laughs> well, give it a few years when you get to my age and you'll be fine. I'm, well, I'm actually, you know what? No, I take that back. You're, you're never tame. I don't ever think you're ever going to be tame. And that's what I love about you so much. I, everyone loved me. And if you don't, what is wrong wow. with you? Get on my level. I'm amazing. Wow. I love me. And you get on the toxicity of Leo's, huh? Oh, yeah. I'm toxic as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. We man. love good, se- good self awareness. Listen, I'm all, look, I'm out here saying, you know, everybody needs to learn. Everybody needs to be better. No teachable moment, but here are some teachable moments because I, I don't want to have to be responsible for you learning. You know what I'm saying? I think you need to learn yourself. You know what I mean? You need and you need to want to learn yourself, right? But at the same time, I'm still a toxic bitch, and so are you. I'm not 100. I'm learning. Toxic. I'm learning how to not be ain't shit because I am the shit. But wow. But at the end of the day, I'm still toxic as fuck. I just know, and but it, like I said, like I said before. I no longer leave dudes on trails when I don't like them. I no longer leave dudes near the F train when I don't like them. I just <laughs> tell them I don't like them. 
Oh my god! I just you straight made, up you, you you made progress. You made progress. I've, you, I've gotten better. I'm still toxic, but I've gotten better. See, I feel the same way. Like I definitely, I definitely know that there are toxic traits in me, but I mean, I I have definitely learned a lot over the years, and I like to think that that has made me become better. But toxicity in itself, I think, honestly, a lot of it root is rooted in like self preservation in some regards. Some regards, there are there are other regards when it's not at all. But I think for me that my toxicity is rooted in self preservation, and I think. For you as well, maybe again, this is a guess. I think maybe some of your toxicity might be also rooted in self-preservation as well. But that's just that's my, my no. My toxicity is, is 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 stems from me just hating everything. Just 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 everything. Just the, everything. The majority, just just everything. I mean, there is something that were created that I enjoy, that's but um, you would know. Some people would know, but <laughs> <Get out. laughs> but you're double, you're double canceled. I've been canceled. I've been, <laughs> I've been so canceled. I came into this bitch ready. I came into this bitch ready. You know, I there are some times when I'm over here thinking, you know, I'm here for you, but like, let's be real. It's like this. I always said. Yeah. In the future, by the year 2030, we should be at that point as a society where if a if an elected official has a nude out, we're not going to judge. We're just going to make sure that it looks good. If it don't look good, what are you doing with my taxpayer dollars? Because you're supposed to be making yourself look your best in your nude, right? And, that, and you don't even have to really do much. You're naked. What? I don't know but, how to explain that. That's not but, exactly a standard, but like, what? What? I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to comprehend that. If you got good-looking nudes, that means you know how to really make the best out of what you've got, right? And I can trust you. I can. I can trust you to make my neighborhood safer for me. To make my. To make my. My. Uh, my my trains faster with less delays. You hear me, MTA? <laughs> How to, you know, I would I would trust that you would make it so that there's more bus routes in certain parts of the city. You know, I I need and I feel like you would do that with what you've got. If all you've got is you being naked in front of a camera, it's really simple. Your nakedness, it should be simple. Yeah, I wouldn't know. You know, some people just look better with their clothes off. I'm not one of those people. <laughs> the more clothes I have on, the better I look. <laughs> I'm the exact opposite. You are a work of art, motherfucker. Um, I'm, not, I'm not, yeah, a work of art who's who looks best knowing what they look best in. I so like, I'm, I'm not going to argue with that, but I'm saying I know what works best for me. You know, but are you trying to be an elected official? God, no. I don't want to be making the decisions. I just want to be the one influencing the decision. Okay, so so your news are not the news that would be that would be, you know, sent out Tread to the Tread carefully. Tread carefully here. <laughs> <laughs> I just I'm just saying, 
I'm just saying, you know who's gonna, you know who's gonna put their nudes out there for the world? The millennials. Oh yeah. Gen X uh, or the Gen Z? What is it? I don't the know. Gen Z. Okay. They, they're, they're the youngins, right? They're like 18 now. When they become, when it's time for them to become an elected official running this country, they're going to be shameless about it. You know what's horrible? Sometimes I think about this, and I'm not even going to lie. Gen Z is like the, 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 that, that one high school kid who really like, who was in their prime in high school, and they peaked in high school. So I'm really curious to see how they're going to be later on in life. Like, whether are they going to be successful, or are they just, they, they just peaked in high school? Well, I mean, we're the same generation that allowed, uh, how do I say this, Haley Williams to take over the world, really. She's an amazing pizza person, and I fucking love her. But we also allowed, I'm going to say this again, never shout never to be a thing. We're going to allow the emo kid to reign supreme for a while. We're the kids that wore gangster SpongeBob on our t-shirts. No, no, okay, not gonna lie. We had some questionable moments, but I mean, we didn't- What the like fuck the, are we doing with our lives? We didn't do the cinnamon challenge. We didn't do the Tide Pod challenge. We no, we did the we cinnamon challenge. We did the cinnamon no. challenge. And the ice bucket. Uh, and the ice bucket challenges. Ice bucket was for a good cause. No, no, some people just did it, not for the cause. Well, at least see. We also, we're also the same generation that sat through two girls, one cup. I'm just saying. Oh, God. You know, to this day, I've never watched that video. You are blessed. <laughs> yep. The universe and the gods looked at you and said, this bitch, blessed. It was a combination of strong willpower and being in the closet. That look. <laughs> That would have thrown me into... That did probably throw me into a closet. There you go. Could that... Woo, that was a wild time. That was not a good idea. But... High school. I I mean... You know what's crazy? That mm. most of my friends in high school were, were white dudes. Right? And they were mostly all straight. Mostly. Mostly questionable things about a few people during a certain amount of time, specifically during one of the Obama administration. They're just, they're spaghetti straight. They're straight until they get hot and wet. Then they become a little, a little questionable. A little questionable. But my thing is, we all came from very different backgrounds, all of us. I mean, when we really think about it, right? When we really look at, all of us came from different socioeconomic background um mm-hmm. come from different racial backgrounds cultural backgrounds hold on i'm gonna pause you are you saying we as in your friends from high school or? yeah yeah okay gotcha 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 and then the thing is they all knew like they woke up and knew i'm not gonna be racist you know what i mean like most of them and then two of them just wildly racist but these are the same guys we all hung out every day. Like, as kids, like, you're hanging out every day. You're not really thinking about race. And then, then, as your, you, idea, then your idea of just, like, waking up and saying, hey, I'm not going to be racist is kind of a fallacy, don't you think? Because, I mean, if you had these group of people, uh, your friends, and you had the majority of whom were not racist, but you had at least two of whom were 
and still are, I'm assuming there still are, wildly racist. It's not a matter of just waking up, I'm not going to be racist. I think it's just something that they have to, I, they have to unlearn. Um, honestly, because it is like, especially in context of racism, especially for someone who is white, that it's something that you do have to unlearn because if you are especially conditioned into a society where you are part of the majority, you have to unlearn a lot of the contextual situations and scenarios that you have been conditioned into. So I don't know if you can really say that they just woke up and not gonna be racist. I can certainly see how being around you as a friend also uh, is, helps wake them up. And no, you gonna wake up. Not racist, but <laughs> you gonna wake the fuck up. Yeah, exactly. Because I, be I, I honestly, I honestly wish y'all luck with me. <laughs> yep. Still remember meeting you for the first time. But it forever be ingrained in my mind. You know, I'm going to be real. Was I drunk that night? Because I fully don't remember that night. It's entirely possible. You were, so it was at um, the karaoke bar. Uh, it was a bar that had karaoke. That's number one. So, I mean, it was at Champions. And it was, I was meeting, uh, I think it was, I was meeting Elon and Carbo. And yeah, you know, we were. I was meeting the 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 beginnings of the crew at Champions, and I was working at Art Bar during that time. And I was, I got off late, and I came over, and there was all y'all. And I was, and I saw you, and you were at one of the tables. You were bent over, and you were just taking a sip from. It was a drink. I don't think it was a Heineken. Actually, it might have been a Heineken, but I, I, I digress. But you were wearing like one of your little. You were wearing like one of your little vests. And your hair was, I think it was just your bangs that you straightened. And I made some bad hair decisions. Keep going. I I remember (laughs) it. I remember it. And I just remember I looked over briefly. And I think Shelby, actually, because I knew Shelby and I was slightly, I was sort of friends with Shelby at that point. Shelby, I knew more from work, um, my old work. uh, and And I was very friendly towards them. But I think they just had gotten up on the stage and were, or is about to get on the stage to sing a, one of their amazing songs. And I just, I turned over, but before I did, I just looked to my right and there you were surrounded by um, the majority of people. And you would just, I don't know if you were eyeing me down or like you were just staring at me, like trying to figure out who the fuck is. Possibly a combination of both, but I just, I will never forget that. Like day. there's like a, there's like a good, like, 75% chance I was just eyeing you up and down. Um, I was like, this, up this, and down. I was, uh, like, this, I was like, this person is either just about to curse me out or they're about to like ask me out. I don't know. I can't tell a difference. Do I, about it. do I give off? Do I give off bitch vibe? And no, I mean, depending on your mood, like depending on what kind of day you've been having. And if you're meeting someone for the very first time, like if you had, say, if you had a very hard day at work and you came, so to like the bar and just had a few drinks and you're trying to figure out if you want to be nice to this person or if you just want to destroy this person and that was how it was in, that was how it was back then now i don't know multifaceted people multifaceted we've all, i mean we've all changed we've all changed but i can <laughs> I, I can certainly understand but it was it was just that moment i was like i can't tell this man doesn't like me or if he does actually like real life, so I, I mean, remember. Like, I remember you would be very um, 
amused at my theme song <laughs> moments. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, there was a whole period during this bullshit where I only did theme songs. Some of them, some of these theme songs you haven't heard or even thought about over 20 years, and you're just there. The next thing you know, there's this, there's this person up there just belting it out, living for it. And I was like, <laughs> love the energy. I'm so still funny. mad at the amount of people who don't know the Facts of Life theme song. I'm so mad. I am so mad. You know, I've still never seen any episodes of Facts of Life, but thanks to you, I can at least recognize the theme song. And You're welcome. There was that ju- there's that judgmental look. There was that, see, it was just that moment, that brief little moment. Uh, for those of you who can't see, there was just that little brief moment. And it's and right now it's the same situation. So I can't tell if this person is high or if they're judging <laughs> me. So like, it was just like a slight narrowing of the eyes and like the slight tilt of the head, like either. I know where I'm at. Get where you are. All right. <laughs> and it's so funny to me, but. No, it's like I, because at that time it was like, I was really, I was so angry at life. At like at life, at life. But I was also angry at like the situation that I was in because I was really the best way to describe it is it was my dashiki era. Okay. I was like half a hotel. I was mad at every white person I saw, but I also was working for them. So I had to be one or the other. And then now I'm like, thank God I've grown out of that. Now I'm like, look, I'm judging you by you, no matter who or what you are. You good to me, I'm good to you, right? But it was like during that time, and it was just so wild because like when I saw you, I was like, okay, maybe I'll date another white boy. (laughs) Oh, my God. Listen, my I had such a question you back then. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right. Matter of fact, one of our friends who they would kill me if I said their name. <laughs> Ooh, intrigue, intrigue. They, you are not allowed to know that uh, this about them. Okay, so I can't tell you who it is. But if anybody else want to slide in my DMs, I can. I will gladly tell you. Okay. Bitch. I will gladly tell you. And then when you find out, it won't be from me telling you. And it will be, you know, other people having told you, okay? Work around the rumor mill. You know, you know, bitches gossip. I am bitches. I am bitches. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it was me and one of my, one of our other friends who I had been friends with before I met you. They saw you. And after they saw you, you walked away. And they were like, who that boy? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. They were straight up like, who that boy? Like, you are this is maybe I'm being toxic right now, or maybe I'm feeding into <laughs> your toxicity. You were the you were like that oh. Sam Hunt for us before we knew who Sam Hunt was. You were that white boy that when we saw at the party, we were like, oh. He looked like he fucked black women. Let's talk with him. Oh, no. Oh, no. All right. I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to. Okay. So am I very good friends with this person? 
I can't I can't tell you the measurement of our friendship. Damn it. But just say I know you've seen me around this front. That does not narrow it down one little bit. <laughs> Rule out the friend that that both of us have made out with. Okay. Well, well no, that, that doesn't narrow it down. There's at least two people that I think can think of. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the episode where I brought on my my Eskimo brother. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Lord, <laughs> I'm sorry, listeners. Um, Grandpa, you did not hear this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, you may or may not have heard it. I don't know. You want some Loretta Divine bullshit these days? My mother is turning into Loretta Divine. And I'm low-key here for it. I'm low-key here for it. Listen, I love your mother. I love your entire family. My family is wild. My family is insane. I'm in therapy. Um, <laughs> love y'all, though. Y'all are amazing. I would go to bat for you. I'm a goon for my family, though. They, they might drove me to therapy, but I'm a goon for them, regardless. Everyone regardless. needs therapy. Everyone I mean, needs therapy, yeah. Everyone needs therapy. I'm just saying. Um, and you know what you can unpack in therapy? Your racism. Exactly. There was actually, so one of my psychology professors, she was a therapist before she was a psychology professor. Okay. And she had a racist um, client or patient. Mind you, my professor is a white woman. Okay, okay, so the professor, all right, so we just make sure we get it all right. Your professor who was before a therapist, one of her clients was racist. Mm -hmm. But this person, the professor slash therapist, is white. Right. Got you. So, also, it was court-mandated therapy. That detail she did tell us. (laughs) (laughs) And she had to work with this guy for, like, two years. And she unpacked his racism. Good. She was able to piece together that the racism was taught to him by his mother, who dated black men. See, there's that fetishization you were talking about again. It is wild. It is wild. I just, God. It is wild. It this, makes me hurt. It makes me hurt a lot when I think about that. It's one of those things where I look at shit and I'm like, at what point, at what point does it end? And I mean it as in where and when and the triggers of it. You know what I mean? Like where it stems from, finding out new ways of why people will say this and why people do that. We're finding out new things all the time. And I mean, there's still parts where every time I read... um like books about Jim Crow. I'm relearning some shit, but I'm like shocked at other shit that I never learned, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or one of my favorite things is it's also not just surprisingly. This is why I do also know about the minority of you know being queer. It's like there was a whole point in history where Brooklyn had a whole gay subculture. Like Brooklyn had a whole gay subculture. And 
Also, it was during the time where a lot of people couldn't really go to the city, train system growing up, and then it was after the train system growing up, it was the whole thing. Timeline, when was this? Mid 1800s to early 1900s. Okay. And it's like, I knew a lot of suppressed queer history. We're always learning new act, new pieces of queer history, right? And which is important to learn. But it's also like, this is the same thing that, you know, a lot of Black people experience. We experience suppression of our history. I had to, I've had to tell people about the Tuskegee Project multiple times. And I still fully don't understand everything about it. Because it's so goddamn much. It just keeps going. Um, so, in lieu of that, whenever I lived in Wilmington for 15 years... Never once learned about the massacre, the Wilmington massacre. Oh, that bitch. Never once learned about that. I only just recently, within the past few years, learned about it. Did you know I learned about it only because 12th grade, um, I had a history class and we had to write up, like, we had to write about, um, how do I describe it? Major events in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Um, It's hard, it's hard to explain but it was just like major events in North Carolina. And everyone else was like doing hurricanes and um, forest fires. And uh, there was like an, there was a one time when it was an avalanche in Asheville. What the fuck goes on in Asheville? And like, I was really into like the coastal region at that point in time. Like OBX, everything. I want to go to the OBX. I'm, let me be out here. It's summertime, bitches. Okay, felt like I would pit bull. You want to know a secret about North Carolinian beaches? Once you've been to one, you pretty much been to all of them. All of them. They pretty much all look the same. Like there's there's there is no difference between uh, the Outer Banks, Ocean Isle, Sunset Beach, Wrightsville Beach, Carolina Beach. There is no damn difference. They're all the same. But so I was really into like the the whole like Outer Banks you know, whatever at that time. And I decided, well, let me see whatever happened in here. This is, I think this is also when I really started getting into true crime. So I was like, I would put, I would like put in, you know, uh, you so know this me. This was the beginning of it. This was the beginning when I like was studying crimes and like mass events, like shit like that, like mass murders. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, uh, I was like, I think I typed in mass murder or something Wilmington. Oh. And then that's when I found out about the Wilmington Massacre, and I only could find, at that time, I could only find like two or three news articles about it. It was so suppressed. Like, only recently has it kind of gained traction, and so people can actually learn about what the fuck happened. But, I mean, all, all my years, going growing up in Wilmington, going to school in Wilmington, never once learned about it. I didn't even know that Huma Cray Park, which is now renamed, but Huma Cray Park was named after a Confederate soldier. Didn't realize that until, in fact, earlier, well, yeah, last year when they renamed it. Yeah. So it's just, it's just, it's, oh, it's so bad. But they, they renamed it. They're doing better. They're at least they're trying to do better, but it, I mean, it's so they have a long way to go. It's just it's so wild, and because I often have to like remind people that like 
racism is so number one it's extremely american yes it is because like if you really look at it our country was founded in 1776 supposedly even though it wasn't founded it was colonized anyway um 1776 wasn't that long ago my mother was alive during the bicentennial mm-hmm. the bicentennial and you know and yet, how- i was gonna say and yet people will say slavery happened so long ago like why can't you just let it like forget it but then no like think of what happened in slavery and when it was abolished theoretically because there was still some states who didn't abolish slavery until much much later mm-hmm. and then look what happened after slavery like we're not, I mean, I can't say we're because obviously I'm white as hell, but they're not going to forget as they shouldn't. And we should be constantly reminded of it. Yeah. Like I was telling myself one time that like, because I'll be talking to me because you want to know what, if you want to talk to a smart person in the room, talk to yourself. Grandpa taught me that. That's assuming you have some intelligence. Which you obviously do, and your grandfather obviously did. But I'm saying there are. People I, I don't know what goes on in this brain. If this brain, if you call this intelligent, good for you. Uh, <laughs> maybe I just learned how to read some books and memorize shit. That was it. That okay. I don't know if that's intelligent. I have a great memory. Um, but but it was like around the time when they were teaching the Holocaust in school. Mm-hmm. They were also talking about the Japanese internment camp because they weren't that far off during that time. Remember, mm-hmm. that's the only time I ever heard about the Japanese internment camps. That I did learn about. That I was the really... only time I had ever learned about it in school. Yep. And I didn't even think about it again until maybe three or four years after originally learning it in high school. I was in. I was just. It was during. It was during this time where I attempted to go back to college once and <laughs> we all try a couple of times you know you give it the old college try they say multiple times <laughs> exactly okay um and i was it was another one of my history classes and they were teaching us we had like a whole chapter just on the japanese internment camp I, ever since then i can go to sleep now at night knowing that i learned what that what happened I can go to sleep at night knowing that the stories that I hear are valid. You know what I mean? And you sh- I shouldn't have to have heard those stories for them to be valid. Exactly. You no, know, like and it, but at, but I'm glad that I'm not the only one who thinks that it's valid who doesn't look like them. I mean, it's just like there was it reality which will Without one of um, one of my friends and I were talking one time, and he brought up the fact that and he's white. Um, he brought up the fact that like he's lucky that uh, he can. How do I say it? He said that he was lucky that when he came out to his family, that that's all he had to worry about. Yeah, <clears throat> and that's deep. It's so incredibly true like i know this has been a conversation that's that we talked about briefly yesterday i think it was in the group chat um but also being a person of color and also queer it's so difficult for you guys and girls guys gals and non-binary pals 
Um, but Embiid up in there. <laughs> What's but good? Think... <laughs> like, so, like, it's almost like being up in the DX. Like, be like Embiid. Like, that's it. What's good? Exactly. You got to represent. And it's. Uh, I just. I can't imagine because I mean, I'm. I'm thinking of the time like when I did come out to my parents, and it was. It was very nerve wracking. And, but it was exactly as your friend said, that is in fact the only thing I had to worry about. And like, let's first also, let's, let's not negate the struggles of coming out and the fact that we feel like we ought to come out. But it is also that it should be said that coming out, especially, you know, to a family, uh, as a family who are people of color, I can't even imagine how that might feel. Right. Like, because one thing is that coming out to your family is like, okay, you know, even whether or not it goes good or bad, right? If you go, once you leave the house, you know, my kid might get, my kid might get, you know, hate climbed, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, sure. And that is a valid fear for your child's life, right? And you do want your child to be able to live as they are and be who they are and want them to be happy. But then we have the added bonus, like being black. Well, was it because he was queer or was it because they were or because they were black that the people who happen to have Confederate flag on the back of their truck? Exactly. I just I can't imagine because I mean, like. I don't have to fear for my life just walking down the street. I don't have to fear for my life walking to my mailbox. Like, I don't, I, 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 I just, I, I mean, I'll be fearing you, but that's because, you know, you fear this. <laughs> you fear this. You fear But no, like, it is wild. But wait, so you had a good coming out to your family, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it, I, I'm very known for my timing. And. <laughs> So it was, it was after a very long day. Uh, my father just had surgery and I am an opportunist. I freely admit that. And I knew that emotions were raw and that my mother was drained. And I knew that if there was probably an okay time to do it, that would be a good time. Uh, Cause then like, I wouldn't have to worry too much. And it sounds horrible that I put it that way, but, you know, you, you gotta, you have to, if you're coming out, if, if you are, you got, no, you got a squally scoop. You got a squally scoop. Exactly. I don't, I don't know what that means, but you I'm squally scoop when you squally scoop, you just jump in and take the opportunity. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Um, <laughs> like I, you have to, if you are, say it, say is, it, say it, say squally scoop. You have to squally scoop. You, you have to squally scoop. Is it hold up, hold up? Is hold up? Oh my god! Is it squally swoop or squally 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 scoop? So it's s, it's s q u squally, yeah, and then scoop s q u squally scoop. Okay, well you have to squally scoop. Um, like I I've never said that in my life. Didn't even know what it was until now. Um, I'm still a sheltered person. If you kind of figure things it's, out, it's, it's, uh, it's, you gotta think. Actually, think. Budspeed ruining history for that one. Ryan Buga, <laughs> Ryan Buga, not Buga, Buga, and Shane, the fine ass motherfucker. They, they, they fucked me up. 
Well, I, well, my point being is that if you are a person who is queer and if you are thinking about coming out to, you know, your parent or friends, whenever, something, whomever, you have to know when is the right time for you. And also, that's really all you have to think about. M me personally, I was also trying to figure out like when the right time was for my parents. But sometimes you don't have that luxury. Sometimes you have to do what is best for only you. And because it's something that is innate to you, it's something that you are only focused on because it is you. But if you want to consider like timing with your family, friends, whoever, then you, you will know when that moment happens. And it'll either yeah. be building up or it might just be completely random. It might just happen just on the off chance. Just thrown but out. Just thrown exactly. out the closet. Just, it's, just, you know what? I'm so glad that I didn't. I mean, I kind of came out, but I kind of didn't. Like, my friends were like, oh, oh. I was like, yeah. And they were like, oh. Okay, whatever. Yes. What was your coming out experience like with like, especially your family as well? Well, I mean, so my grandmother, so my grandmother had heard about it because my grandmother was friends with my teachers. Okay, my grandmother was friends with my, you know, teachers, they talk. And um, so one of them had told my grandmother, and then my grandmother just kind of like was like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. And then, you know, my mom wasn't around at that time. That's actually another person who I came out to because I really feel like I only came out to like my mom and my grandfather. My mom, it was my mom was locked up, right? And so I wrote my mom a long ass letter and I remember I said, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> just just had it, had that, had the had the letter. Like, I don't like, give a fuck. Like you you know me. That's how you know with me. Yep. And then my mother wrote me another letter back. Beautiful, beautiful word. Love me, love you, love you. And then she was like, now call your grandmother, my mom's mother. Mm. Call my mom's mother. My mom's mother was like, oh, yeah, I'm a big old giant lesbian. And I was like, oh, wait, I think I knew that. And then, because it made sense. It just started piecing things together. Yeah. And, I, and that's when I realized, like, because of her, I realized that, like, this is just a normal part of life. Like, I had always seen her with women. I'd always seen her with women. I never questioned it. I thought it was cool. You know what I mean? Like, it was just like my mom dating a dude. You know what I mean? Or my friend dating a dude. Whatever. Um, and then my grandfather, one day I just told my grandmother, I'm like, okay, look, it's time to come out to him. Only because he, he's Roman Catholic. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me have a conversation with this man because some days he wakes up really Catholic and some days he wakes up like he's from Brooklyn. Like, you never know what you're going to get. I mean, <laughs> honestly, like, of anyone of any religion to know about homosexuality and of the pleasures of the flesh, it would be a Roman Catholic. Uh -huh. <laughs> Roman. <laughs> Roman. <laughs> but but it was like, you know, I wanted to talk to him. My grandfather always loved him, loved me to death. Never, he used to always say, no one loved you more than I do, you know? So he was just like, okay, so don't be closing the door when there are no boys in this room. Like, that's all I need. Like, just I'm gonna treat you like I'm treat like I would treat your mother. 
or your grandma, like, nah, nah, okay? Treat you like I would treat your brother. Nah. My brother and this was, this, this was the same grandfather who you always yeah, offered me wine. Yeah, mm-hmm. my great-grandfather, my no-no. The man was OG, loved him. He was amazing, right? But, God. but I remember one time he said, look, I don't give a shit who you date yet, but you better bring home an Italian boy. And of course, I was like, you know, this is how you are. <laughs> like, this is how you are. I, you know, the only thing I didn't like about your great grandfather, the one thing that also you do sometimes, and you know exactly what I'm about to say, put I, you put ice in your wine. Okay, it's only in Burgundy. Yeah, no, yeah, that's 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 a trick. It's only in Burgundy. Okay, I don't put ice in any other wine. Okay, you can try to cancel me for this, but <laughs> my grandfather taught that to me because he used to put ice in his wine, right? When he got older, because he would say, "I need to drink more water," but I don't want to drink water. I mean, it's smart. It was very smart of him, but I'm also like... And then, so whenever I would have burgundy, and that's how I knew I was having straight burgundy, like like I was having good burgundy, because I would taste just straight up burgundy. And then I would have to put two cubes of ice in it to make it my level of burgundy. But he was cool. I still love you, and I, I still love your great grandfather regardless. But it was like one of those things, like yeah. But then at the same time, he was always again one of those guys. He's the same. I got most of my lessons about racism from a white man. Mm-hmm. He taught me about more about my history than um, a lot of my black relatives did. But that's because him marrying a black woman, right? Um. My grandmother didn't really want to talk about it because it can be very traumatizing to talk about. Yeah. Right? And a lot of older black women do not did not want to talk about it because they were traumatized, right? Um, and I'm glad a lot of us are very thankful that we do have certain grandparents and aunts and uncles and whoever who will talk about it with us, right? But my grandfather, him marrying a black woman. He was never like, oh, I married a black woman. It's my girl. What up? He was like, okay, so we're going to talk about slavery um, because that happened. And we still live in a segregated city because New York was still very segregated at that time. So they were just like, we got this. He, he just wanted to learn. He wanted to make sure I knew because I he, he saw that there was always the potential that I could uh, I could run into people who were going to be racist. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was different. I mean, also because they raised all of us differently. My mother, my grandmother, and my and me. They raised us all very differently. <laughs> very, none of us know which way was up. <laughs> <laughs> but like, wait. So, so you're an uncle now, right? I am. Yeah. And you love your niece to death. I adore her. Uh, have you figured out, like, if you're going to be involved in her being aware of her privilege as she gets older? Or 
I have thought about that. Unfortunately, I'm so fortunate and blessed that my sister has also acknowledged her own privilege. And she definitely understands. She, uh, my sister, she lives in Texas. And last year, uh, she attended a few of the rallies and protests. And I was super proud of her. Um, <clears throat> so she, and she advocates a lot. And so I'm fortunate that I don't have to worry as much as I could have. Um, but it's still something it's it, i mean it's a it's a it's a contributing effort both like she my sister my brother-in-law and myself we're always making sure that we will let her know because she's only three right now she's only three um but we will let her know obviously is like there are people who experience different things and i'm hoping from my own experiences especially and my sister's experiences of course and including my brother-in-law's experience um can help her realize that later on in life especially like my own experience as being queer um i want her to know that you know, there are people who go through different things mm -hmm. and a lot of times it's not something that they control and she needs to be aware of that yeah, but that that comes later. <laughs> Again, I know, no, I get that. Look, I'll be real. I'll be real. I I'm glad that my grandfather talked to me the way he did. You know what I mean? Because at, he talked to me at what was age appropriate for me at that time. Mm -hmm. Or well, looking back, maybe a little bit above age appropriate. Maybe he was teaching me 13-year-old shit when I was like nine. But yeah. at the same time, you got to wake these kids up fast, okay? You got to wake these kids up real fast these days. Especially now. I mean, younger kids now, they have access to smartphones. Some, like... I mean, we, I had to ask if I could get on the AOL. Right. One of my nieces, uh, she had a smartphone, and she still has it, and she was uh, seven or eight years old. We didn't get those bitches. We were lucky we got a phone in high school, because some of our parents didn't. Some of our parents were, nah, nah, bitch, you ain't getting one today. Listen, I didn't have my first cell phone until I was 13 years old. And it wasn't even a oh, flip phone. Were, it was back then that when Nokia's were very like. But you were lucky. You got a phone at thirteen. You were lucky, bitch. And I didn't get my first smartphone until obviously. I mean, smartphones came out in two thousand seven. Apple came out with the very first smartphone in two thousand seven, and I got mine in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. And I, it wasn't an Apple. Um, it was it was a Samsung. I will never forget it. Samsung Dell. Love that phone to death. I had I had a Blackberry. I had oh, a Blackberry yeah. Pearl. Oh shit. I felt fancy. fancy. Okay. Yeah. I felt, My sister I, had a Blackberry. I was like one step I was like around the same area, either one step above or right below the razor people. You know, I was yep. close to them, you know. I never had a razor. I had yeah, flip phones, obviously. And sometimes, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I miss the flip phone era. I, I'm man, I miss cussing people out and just slamming the phone. Simpler times, simpler times. Simpler. Okay, uh, again, we came to this podcast to talk about serious things, but then again, I like to complain. This is what this is. This is really what you're here for. Yeah. You are here to listen to my complaints. 
I am learning to grow as a person and hoping that people grow with me because I will leave you behind if you don't grow too. But at the same time, a bitch got to complain too while they're growing. Yeah. How else are you going to understand why you're annoyed at? And how else are you going to understand how you're going to grow unless you don't complain? Um, but honestly, this is just like another another group chat hangout situation. So I mean, like I'm, I'm good, man. All I do is complain, send gifts, send memes, and videos. At first, I thought you said all you do is complain and listen to Jefferson Airplane. I'm like, that was not expecting that. I no, not I don't do those. But I send you. <laughs> but I'll send you a video that said. Skedaddle, skedoodle, your dick is now a noodle. Yes, you did. And I just, I, I the gif I sent was exactly the way I looked at my phone after I, I, I saw that video. And I was like, why? Why? I'm about to get on a call with this person in like 15 minutes. Oh, Lord, why did I choose not to drink today? I warn you, people. I already told y'all who I am. I told y'all who I am when you met me. <laughs> I really did. I really did. Yeah, he really, he really, they, they, they really did. And just like, you know what? Being Finn's friend, but <laughs> right, being okay. Finn's friend is <laughs> uh, being Finn's friend is like honestly, you're just on a boat, and Finn is building the boat as you're going along, and this the the water is treacherous and you're just along for the ride you're trying to help out as much as you can but finn's got it but you just sometimes you just look at them and as they as they as they put stuff together it's like i don't i don't i don't know if it's i don't know if that goes there but i mean all right we're gonna try we're gonna try we're gonna fuck around and find out that's exactly right look man i come in here letting you know who i be from jump 21 Jump Street. All right. The Johnny Depp version. Because that was a good version. They did an episode on everything. It was that time during the 80s, where it was the 90s, whichever generation or decade it was, where they were having after school specials after after school specials and every goddamn TV show, sitcom, whatever you wanted to call it during that time. All right. The 80s and 90s, yeah. Miami Vice did an episode on everything, too. Miami Vice probably did an episode on Miami Vice. Meta. But, no, I, I, I do miss those cell phone. Uh, well, you know, speaking of that time frame, you know what I've been really on lately? Mm. I've been wearing BOD like it's 2008. The fuck? No shame. Is it just like you, you like the smell of it, or...? I don't know if it's because I like the smell of it or if it's because I want people to think that I'm going through some change in my life. <laughs> that's, the, that's obvious. That's a drastic change. You're, you're using BOD? BOD? I never, I never use BOD. I, and, you know, in freshman year of high school, I used Axe Body Spray. And, oh, man, just the memory of that. Oof. I, I, I like the only Axe I like with chocolate. I remember chocolate. But that axe was so damn flammable. Was just so damn flammable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. All right, all right, all right. So, you know, people who say who have anything bad to say or just something questionable to say about axe, it's usually that, that it's just, it's so 
fragrant. It's so strong. It's so gross. Not that it's so flammable. What the fuck, Finn? What? We all we all lead flammable. Very, we all lead very interesting lives. What the fuck did you do that caused Axe body spray? To, it, I'm not what? saying it was me. I'm not saying it wasn't me. I'm just saying there was a lot of fire around me at one point in my life. <laughs> just a lot. <laughs> Uh, for those of you, because this is a podcast, this is at that moment where I'm just kind of looking at the invisible camera, kind of fearing for my life now. I'm past the phase now. I don't. I don't. I no longer go by the by the nickname Phoenix anymore. I'm out of that phase. So wasn't that wasn't that a fragrance? Yeah, that was a fragrance. That was one of my favorite ones in, in freshman year of high school. Phoenix, right? From from Axe Body. You know what? Now that I'm saying that, I'm a little concerned. That was one of your. That was one of your nicknames. It was during my weird fire emo phase that I was going through. It was. It was oh, a minute. Oh, oh, you were one of them. You were it a pyromaniac. A, I, I, not a pyromaniac. Um, a fan of fire. Fine, an aficionado of pyrotechnics. Okay, all right, all right. Um, all right. Uh, you won't catch me fire dancing or spinning these days. Damn it. These days, meaning that they have done it before. Um, you won't catch me, you know, lighting shit on fire. I don't have any zippos. Oh, I remember that. I remember that time. Jesus. So you know, I just I'm a fan of fire, or I was a fan of fire. Zippos and chain wallets. And watching Repo the Genetic Opera on purpose. Oh my god. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about my ex who him and I bonded over Repo the Genetic Opera? That's how you know that they should always remain as an ex. And that it also told you I dated a lot of white boys. Oh, that too. <laughs> we watched Repo on purpose together. We would be in the car. Me driving, and my my playlist would be on shuffle, and Repo would come up a thousand times, and we would sing it together, just top by long. You know, speaking of firsts, uh, you know, the first man I ever slept with, I also watched The Birdcage for the first time, and The Fifth Element for the first time, and The Rocky Horror Picture Show all the way through for the first time. So all in all, it wasn't bad. <laughs> no complaints. Ever go to Rocky at the Rialto? Nope, and I never intend to. I don't blame you. Um, a lot of people need to learn how to shower. Um, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> all I'm saying is you should not be doing the underwear one if you don't shower. And that's why I don't want to go. Right. I just don't want to see that. But. And I did. Valerie Sherish. I don't want to see that. You only go there. I went there. You should have only gone once, to be real, but I went twice. No. And then one of them, time. one of them was on a date, and another one was on a group hangout. One of your dates took you to the Rialto to watch the Rocky Horror Picture Show? Man, was listen. that not a red flag for you? Or like what? <laughs> it, it was. It was. You know, the 20s were wild. All right. <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> now, are we talking oh, about twenty twenties or are we talking about your twenties? I might not have even been twenty. <laughs> God, the twenties were wild. All right, 
Um, but I think we, I mean, there's a reason we broke up. We did break up. Thank God that was not a match made in nobody's heaven. Um, but it was also kind of, you know, you can, you, you can learn a few things about different things that you like and don't like. And what kind of underwear people should and shouldn't be wearing near you. Because not all underwear is made for all bodies. This is very true. I'm just saying. Some of, uh, some of y'all need to assess that. I've had to assess that several times. Okay? I have no ass. All right? So I know <laughs> what underwear do and don't look good on me. <laughs> I am the same way. <laughs> <laughs> I have none. You got more booty than me. You know how people say, like, they, 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 what's the term? They call uh, booty cake. Like, they call, like, their ass cake. Yeah, mine is, mine is cake batter. So. Oh, but that's what we're, okay. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I say, I say pancake. Oh, okay. I say pancake. Or, okay, all right. If we're going by pancakes, then I mean, yeah, I've got a few pancakes in the back, but not, not like, not like a cake's worth, like, you know. Yeah. So, but so we had to learn what underwear wasn't good and good for. I don't know why I just said good. It's not the opposite <laughs> of good. Really don't. Um, I was an English major for like a week, so. <laughs> Didn't learn all the words. <laughs> Didn't learn all the words. <laughs> oh, Lordy. I'm, I'm like the most... My, I remember one time one of my cousins said, I am the most uneducated person he's ever met. And I'm like... <laughs> Damn. No, he said, I'm the most educated, uneducated person he's ever met. Oh. <laughs> Talk about a Southern comment. Like... I be knowing shit. I just don't be knowing shit. And you know, sometimes that's fine. Sometimes it's not. (laughs) We're going to try it out today. (laughs) I mean, yeah. But we're going to try it out today. Like, it's just like that. Like, I, every day I'm learning something new. At least I'm trying to. Yeah. If you're not learning, then what the hell are you doing with your life? What the fuck are you doing with your life if you're not learning? I mean, even. My favorite thing to do is go on Wikipedia deep dive. Okay, remember back when we were kids, when we were in, when we were in high school and college, and like our teachers would always say, "Don't go to Wikipedia because it's not reputable." But now you can't just go into Wikipedia without being reputable. Listen, Wikipedia for all the flack that it got in the early years is it it is now like they at least cite their sources, and you can go yeah. to the sources down at the bottom of the page. I mean. Where the fuck you think I got a lot of my resources from when I was writing a lot of papers in college? Like, what the fuck? All them but, papers. All of them papers. All of, and, look, and, and, you, wanted, you, wanted, you wanted 15 pages and you didn't want me to use Wikipedia? You out of your fucking mind. So it's funny you mentioned, like, the Wikipedia, like, I don't know if it was a game in high school, but I just do remember that there was something very popular in my high school with Wikipedia is that you, you take up just, like, a, a subject, say, like, the Holocaust. And then you get to the most random ass thing from different subjects. So I was able to get from the Holocaust to Daisy, like a, like a Daisy flower. And that was always a fun little pastime game. 
whenever we were in the computer lab. Oh, I can get you to that game real fast. I just, because I, I found out a few facts thanks to the TikTok generation. You know and, what? And, and no, I'm going to say this because this is going to be fun. And it's already shit that I had learned, right? Mm-hmm. So do you remember during the time of the Holocaust, they were doing eugenics? Yeah. And they were trying to make the perfect Aryan race, right? And just mm-hmm. putting people together and making them make babies. Well, one of them, what the, I forgot her name. Uh, one of the kids who was born out of that, and I don't remember her name for sure, but I think it's Brigitte from ABBA. ABBA is the, the music band. Yeah. Ah, mm-hmm. ABBA is the, the band that the, that the musical Mamma Mia was based off of. Mamma Mia starred Julia Stiles. It also starred in the second one for a minute. Share, so everything goes to share. I just tied the Holocaust to share. <laughs> I, I just. I... I have no words. Like I just, I you, you think you you think you know where they're going. Sometimes you think you know where the conversation is going, but did not. No, share did not. Didn't expect that. All right. Well, yeah, in the Holocaust, I was going to say that you know, and TikTok. I I recently kind of got into it. I haven't really looked at it a lot recently because I'm gonna be a lot very busy. But when I do get in those little moments, and I'm like surfing tiktok and next thing i know it's like three hours later but you know the things you do learn on there is very interesting so long as you fact check it (laughs) you have to you have to learn and you can also learn a lot of things from the comment section too and you're like wow is this yeah and the comment section is wild like the comment comment section on tiktok is the one you want to go to don't go to the comment section on facebook no, hell no. And if you go to the comment section on Instagram, you're only basically just trying to pretend like you work for the shade room. <sighs> okay, I'm just saying. But it is, it's why, like, I mean, like you said, you go into TikTok and wake up at three hours later. For me, it's, it's Wikipedia. Like, I'll be watching something or, or reading something, and next thing you know, I'm Googling something. And then it leads yep. me to Wikipedia. And next thing you know, that leads me to another thing. And there was one day when I just wanted to find out how many monarchs are still active. And I wanted, there were some days when I just want to find out um, who was in that music video with Christina Milian way back when. I. Um, and then it takes you to another thing, and then it takes you to another thing. Because if you go to Christina Milian, you're going to end up at Disney. And then if you go from, and then when you end up at Disney, you're going to end up, you know, down a line. And next thing you know, you're going to end up at fucking Kim Possible. Oh, what the fuck? <sighs> Call me, beat me if you want to reach me. Apparently, it has a whole new reading now. All right, Matthias. <laughs> Old buddy. Old friend, old pal. I, I don't like the fact that you keep on saying old. Like, I know, I get it. I'm turning 30 this year. Calm the fuck down. Actually, I can't wait for my 30s. I really, I'm going to be, look, my 30s are going to be my 20s, but financially stable. Right. 
I'm, I, I, it's not that I'm, you know, dredging turning 30. It's just, I think my knees are dredging that I'm turning 30. Bitch, every day. <laughs> Again, I was in the kitchen cleaning and I was listening to some music because you know how I do. Mm-hmm. And I decide I want to try to shake it like a salt shaker. Mind you, there is no it. I have nothing back there. There's no ass. All right, but I wanted to shake it like a salt shaker, and you know me. I used to know. I used to dance. I'd be doing things. So yep. my ass was trying to dance, and my knees were like, "Baby, you ain't on nobody's stage no more." Mm. My knees were like, "You are too old to be doing this. You shouldn't be doing that." Matter of fact, just sit down. Just, just sit and be quiet. I live on the third floor, and as I'm walking up and down the stairs from, like, either coming from work or going to work, it's just I'm I'm cracking like a glow stick. I, I guess, yo, living on the fourth floor of a walk-up is not cute. It's not cute. No. It's really not. I'd be wanting to fight people sometimes. One time I saw this, um, I saw one of my neighbors, and he was walking upstairs, and he got off on, like, the second floor, and I was like, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> I gotta walk up two more of these flights, bitch. Right. I have one friend. He lives on the Lower East Side. He lives on the sixth floor of his of his building, and it is a walk up. I said, "Don't ever expect me to come back ever in your life. Ooh. This is not some place I want to be. Because <laughs> once I get here, I'm not leaving." <laughs> I'm really not. So, like, don't expect me to come here. I want to go home. All right. Anyway, time for us to get to the point. The real reason that I want to talk, bitch, I have a very important question for you. Okay. Um, it is not a matter of life or death, but it's important to me. Matthias, why are you canceled this week? Oh, this week. Yeah, I know why I'm canceled in general, but this week I got to think on this. Hold on. Well, I know why I'm canceled in general is because, well, unfortunately, I am a cisgendered white male, which equates to me being very public. (laughs) 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 Just, there are many. I cannot right now. Like, there are many different reasons I'm canceled, but if we really want to get down to it, it's that, it's that, it's that, as I'm hugging my pillow, because I'm sad, I know, I know. Use the tears at lube, okay? It's fine. (laughs) I know. God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Look, you can use tears for anything. I've been using white tears for lube. (laughs) <laughs> or I can use them for my teeth. Which one? There is it's it's it, 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 it's functional. <laughs> I'm going to hell in the handbasket. I've already met me. Yeah, that's fair. Um, um, not for nothing. Mm. Um, I've accepted who I am. That's good. <laughs> I'm a mess. <laughs> Aren't we all? You know, I've accepted that about myself too. Last <laughs> night I was even more of a mess. So. What were you drinking? What was that? What? What were you drinking? Gin. Oh, never mind. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. Let me mention that gin and then tequila because they want that my friend wanted to make a drink for me, and you've never been around me when I drink tequila. And you know what? 
There's a very good reason why. Tequila is a wild drink. Also, you're still playing your little Sims game, right? I mean, mm -hmm. this little yeah, game that, that we both play. <laughs> right. I love building on it so much. No, because I dead ass. I, the storyline I have going right now is wild. Because you know me, I'm like, this, I play the Sims 4. So instead of me, because I don't like the whole apartment setup that they have on the Sims 4, I don't like that you can't jump around the way you want to. You know what I mean? So I, um, I create little villages, mm -hmm. like, like brownstones, and then I put yeah. like maybe two or three small families in it. And then, you know, every family has a story. So I created this, like this little tiny, like village or whatever building. Um, one family, the brother and sister, they own it. They're, um, they're both witches and they're both in university. So they go, so I, I pretend it's like, uh, witch, you know, like they're going to like wizarding school or whatever. Right. And then there's this other guy. Um, so there's this other guy and his sister. Uh, he is a, a young adult and his sister's a teenager. Their parents died and he'd been making and meet being a sex worker. And then he's also um, he's also a major pothead. So it should be said that you know the original the, the base Sims game and any of the expansion packs and whatever uh, don't have what he's saying. He's they the don't. Neither mod. Neither mod. Let's preface that. <laughs> you can you can find a lot of awesome mods. Um, I just bought didn't buy one. I'm sorry. I just downloaded one that. Uh, which one was it it was uh, well i mean i have wicked whims obviously but i also have um there's one that makes like the magic like the actual like sims magic a little bit more um, i downloaded um there was one time where i downloaded extreme violence extreme violence is extreme <laughs> I, I had to get rid of the, the motherfucker just walk up to you on the street and shoot Donasario, had... you know how many times I've watched Donasario die? Oh, the poor boy. I mean, he no, had he it deserved it. Poor boy. He, yeah. he had it coming. He had it coming. Like motherfucker, what would like? I still think he's the reason that Bella disappeared. Everyone thinks that it's because. But isn't thinks... he also Bella's cousin? I don't know about that. Um, I haven't read anything about that. But I mean, like. I really hope not. Because, I, hope, I mean, because I, mean, I, I read that somewhere. I think I read it somewhere on the interwebs. I don't know about that. Because in Sims 2, like, Bella's last known place was on um, uh, Don's the, uh, pat like, uh, the his patio terrace. to his, yeah. that, his terrace to that very ugly-ass building that he was living in. It was a loft. It was I always terrible. Remodeled. I always remodeled all those things. I would always remodel them. There are very few houses that I would remodel. Like, I won't remodel the goth house. It's not as functional as you would want it to be, but I rarely remodel that because that is the legacy. Oh, yeah, it is a legacy, but I also just kind of, like, made it a little bit nicer. That's all. And then I turned Johnny Zest. You know in The Sims 4, Johnny Zest has his trailer on all this land, right? It's just his trailer and all this land. So I turned yep. it into a trailer park. And then I move in like two or three small families, and then it's a whole little gig, and everybody's doing things. Hmm. Johnny Zest always falls in love with an alien. 
I always create like the largest ass houses. I create castles. I create modern mansions. I've really gotten into like modern builds now, but I still love like creating huge ass castles just cause like I'm, I'm reliving my, my reliving my youth. But like, um, also just, I, I, uh, just, you know what, for the torture that I put my Sims through, <laughs> you know that they better at least live a good life. It's like, it's like episodes from Dallas. Like, you know what? All the problems are because they're rich as hell. As I, I have my Sims are using them voodoo dolls. My Sims are, <laughs> my Sims are going to rehab. My Sims are um, struggling, struggling. And, <laughs> you know, but I always make sure that I, you know, fulfill their needs, um, give them something to do. Uh, let them know that I'm 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 building according to you. Exactly. You know what? And I also like m- most of the times I just build. Every now and then I I, I try I get into like actual stories because I love the story aspect of it. Um, and when I do, it's I go hardcore. Like I, you know, either riches to rags or rags to riches, whichever. And then like. Right now, like what I wanted to do today was very similar to like the um, the Kappa and Montague story in Sims Two. You know, warring families. Oh my god, that was that was the best storyline. Everything when the Sims Two was the best. It was and it was messy, but it was a good messy. That's why we loved it. It was a good because you had your Sims, you would live in your Sim shit. But doing your own little game, but like the Brandy Broke story. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we see what Dustin turned out to be. And I always make Dustin fall in love with some rich bitch. I already told you, like, in like the, the current game that I have going is that I had Dirk Dreamer. Um, like, he, he married, but he also sleeping around, like, with Angela and Lilith Pleasant. Like, okay. They going crazy. But them pleasant because they were together. They were together, weren't they? In Sims Two, yeah. Dirk and Angela. I think it was Angela. No, it was Lilith. I'm pretty sure it was Lilith. They were they were together. They were uh, boyfriend and girlfriend in the Sims Two mm-hmm. uh, game. So the Sim the Sims Two gave us so many great storylines. That was a pure soap opera. So good. Anyway, anyway, let us get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Let us get the fuck out of here. All right. I want to thank you for joining me. Of course. Thank you for having me. Um, Can you you tell people that you were not bullied into doing this episode? It's just like a common thing. Like people are saying that. No, it's not common. But there was one person who said something. And I just want him to know, fuck him. Well, I'm not getting in between you and whomever that was. But I'm just saying, like, (laughs) anyway. Uh, no, I was not bullied into this episode. It was actually, Thank you. It was, it, was, it was very, very easy and very chill. You know, he, he, was, he was actually, they, excuse me. Oh, my God. They, um, they were very professional when they slid into my DMs. I be sliding into them DMs, bitch. It's a slip and slide up in that bitch. I be yeah. sliding into DM like a motherfucker, like, and I be up in there, like, and I let you know. If I'm here for a platonic reason or a romantic reason, but we gon' cause let's be real. If you want new friends, that's how you get new friends. Slide up in that DM, girl. I see you. I see your art. I love your art. Let's talk about your art. Let me know what inspires you because I'm doing a photo series and we can work something together, bitch. 
Yeah, they literally slid in my DM my DMs, and I was like, there, "There's a slide. I'm in a playground. What's going on? What's going on? Like, it's not a cemetery, but like, what's going on? What's going on? <clears throat> but you don't need to talk about anybody's cemetery. <laughs> I wasn't gonna bring it up. I, I wasn't you, gonna bring no, it up. I already brought I up the you. parking lot incident. Fuck you, ho. You, Fuck you, no... ho. Fuck you, ho. <laughs> let, us get, let us get out of here. Thank you for coming on the show. I am going to end here. Okay. Tell the people <laughs> goodbye, Matthias. Say goodbye, goodbye. Matthias. Goodbye, Matthias. <laughs> All right. This has been already canceled with Finn. I am Finn. Fuck this bitch. Fuck this bitch. Fuck this bitch.